0: Hi, I'm Will, and I'm Luke, and this is Will and Luke Luke Discuss, discuss a vodcast and podcast where we discuss content related to psychology, personal growth, self-development, and well-being.
1: This This episode, we're we're discussing Thiago Forte's Building a Second Brain content, which has been spread out across um, some blog posts, some online courses that you've been following, Luke, and a few of his um, YouTube lectures, um, interviews and um i guess various other content so yeah this week we're not really kind of covering this as a a book that we tend to do um but we're covering it as you know kind of overall concepts and content that this guy chago forte has has released on building a second brain yeah. um so before maybe i'll give a bit of a overview um do you want to just give a quick blow about how you came across this content yeah um, I'll jump in and, and why, why you thought it was important then maybe i'll give it a crack at giving um bit of an overview.
0: Yeah, so I came across a couple of people chatting about this on the uh, the school sucks project podcast and it very much builds on top of David Allen's getting things done which was yes a book we covered. But yeah, this isn't a book. Um it's it's he actually runs a quite an expensive course on it, but he also has blog posts and a and a podcast and actually as soon as we agreed to do this together you and I um he actually released uh, the information that a book is going to be coming out, but it's going to be in the next couple of years or something. Yeah. But yeah, so um, it's a productivity knowledge man- management system, building on top of David Allen's Getting Things Done, but with I guess more for the modern age.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think um, how how is best um, articulated in some of his blog posts to me was that you know it's a system of knowledge management, and basically because we consume a lot of content um we receive a lot of knowledge it's important for us to have somewhere outside of our brain where we can store information are able to recall it easier and also frees us to be a bit more present in our daily interactions rather than um constantly having to kind of like dig through archives to find information that um could be made a lot more easily available to us so i think you know it's a method of organizing preserving and recalling information that we get. And I suppose in the context of the fact that we are in the modern age, there's you know podcasts, blog posts, um, websites, um, information. There's still stuff on books, things we hear, yeah. see, do, inspirational things. And It's important to us to have a way of capturing that outside of our brain simply because there's so much input going in mm. that things can easily be forgotten and actually... There's so much that we've consumed that is a source of inspiration that we can use for later date and um, that can be used to kind of be shared and expressed. It's important for us to, you know, be able to, yeah, capture that in a, in a meaningful and structured way to free us in the present, to be more creative. That's my understanding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, We consume so much information and yet we probably lose a lot of the value we get from it by not capturing it in a way that's uh, that we can easily find and recall when we need to that's not just in our head um he, he used an, an, an analogy that i really liked <clears throat> so he was like in the same way that we all have a personal finance system you know often many people it might not be particularly well thought through or methodical but we all probably have a bank account and a wallet and we have incomings and outgoings like yeah. it's we all we all have one, but some people are going to have streamlined that in a way where they've got stuff going to their stocks and shares, and that things are um, they they trust their system. They've got incomes and outgoings that they've budgeted for, and maybe have spreadsheets about or whatever. And some people just don't think about it, living in their overdraft, and that's um, a bit more of a chaotic place to be. He says in the same way, we all have a personal knowledge system because we all consume information. We all need to recall information, but um, none of us have really been taught how to do that, especially, Mm. as you say, in the modern age when we might do online courses and watch YouTube videos and lectures, documentaries, read books, pull up information when we browse YouTube and Google and Um, blog posts and podcasts and it's like where does all that go we consume so much and some it's so valuable but do we uh how do we capture that and hold on to it in a way that we can retain the value over time
1: and I I think that's a really great point you just chucked in there retain the value like there's so many amazing bits of um you know gold that we listen to you know hear a podcast and you feel like inspired for the that 15 second block and if you don't kind of jot that down or just take a screenshot of where you are in that um, in that process. Or, you know, you might go to a, a lecture, then write a few notes on a bit of paper in the back of your diary, but then kind of you don't end up recalling it later on. And I think it just he's basically saying that, yeah, we, we record things in a very haphazard way if we record them at all. So yeah. um, it, it basically, you know, a trusted place outside of our brain, yeah. To store valued, meaningful information. I'm sure we'll kind of get a bit into what he yeah. um, you know, talks about in terms of like, you know, what is valuable digital note-taking. And also there's a, you know, a process he outlines um around how we can best store this information and also yeah. a process of kind of going from start to finish. I think his one of the main gists of this is he says that, you know. The purpose of consuming this information is to be able to kind of express it later on, like with yeah. that in mind, like a factory. Um, yeah. you know, we kind of consume content and we go through a process, and then we want to be able to kind of share that in a unique and meaningful yeah. way to us. Otherwise, we're kind of just storing stuff for the sake of it, and we're not utilizing it, we're not kind of using yeah. it in and a way that's meaningful to us. Yeah, and
0: there can be loads of ways to express something. So, for example, one of the, th- the reasons I thought this would be a great um, bit of content for us to consume oh. is that we are consuming books <laughs> reading them distilling yeah. the information from it and expressing them in this podcast together so it's like well that that's that's great for this so a form of expression could be recording a podcast but it could also be mm-hmm. thing you know and it might be writing a blog post r- um, writing a book r- recording an album making a documentary mm-hmm. it can be those big creative projects but it can also be things like so you, you've pulled information to make a recipe, and to express it, you've you've cooked a meal for someone, right? It, it doesn't yeah. have to be as big as that, or it could be. You know, you've you've pulled information about going a scuba diving in Thailand, and the expression of that is when you actually do it. <laughs> so there's, yeah, it's, it, it's not just artistic endeavors, but any projects in our life, basically.
1: Yeah, you know, even thinking about you know um, life lessons you've learned, you have like a really. Deep, meaningful conversation about you know the the nature of relationships, or you learn something about the way you react, or something, and you kind of yeah. want to have that knowledge in hand, like daily reminders. Like, there's so many different ways in which we can use information. You know, kind of yeah. long-term projects, short-term, daily affirmations, or you know, you know, as you say, like cooking or planning a trip. Or there's so much there like learning to, skills, to consume.
0: Like if you're learning. I don't know, anything, learning to swim, <laughs> learning to meditate. Like yeah. a- each time you learn something, I was like, Oh, I need to capture that. I remember that. That's a great idea. It's like, so it's not just for artists. Uh, I basically is no. the point I want to make. It's for because it, that idea of expression, um, expressing information and knowledge sounds like it's geared more towards people who maybe want to write
1: books or blog posts or record videos, but it doesn't have to just be that. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. And I guess for, for us, we've, both got quite a few various projects going on in our lives, and I think it's um, and we consume a lot of content, you know, as yeah. well as you know, music. We have important discussions, you know. We've th- there's a lot going in, so I think this was really timely as well. And um I guess just kind of give a bit of context before we move forward. I've just been on um, annual leave for ten days, so um, it's given me plenty of time to kind of. Consume this content, reflect on it, and take a few actions. So I'll be uh, awesome. keen later on to give a few personal yeah. um, examples how I'm going. I was wondering um, just whether I think it was something you mentioned would be important to go through is um, the the code. System. Yeah. So um, Tiago Forte, I think that'd be a good place to yeah, start. Yeah, he
0: uses uh, a few acronyms to help remember his system. And so the overall uh, overarching system can be captured in the acrom- acronym code. So C O D E. And it's um, so C stands for capture, capturing information. You know, you have an idea in the shower, you're, you're watching a lecture online, and you really like an idea, you come across something in a book. know we find a way to capture that o is to organize so how do we organize all these things we capture you know are they just chaotically spread around our desktop or in books or or journals or on post-its on the wall how do we actually organize these things we capture distilling is how do we i guess condense the information down to its key points you know i've I've been in (laughs) in that position where making notes on books you and I have read and I've ended up with a book a book length worth of notes I'm like oh that's that's too many notes you know I need to really condense it down so when I look back on this in the future I can see the key points of what this book is so that could be an example of distilling and then finally expression like what's what's the point of this information what what do you Knowledge isn't knowledge until you've embodied it and and expressed it in some way. So, I mean, we've already talked about a handful, but it could be writing a blog post or it could be cooking a meal. But how do you express this knowledge and when do you plan to do that?
1: So, C-O-D-E. Yes. Uh, I think so, some of the key, um, I suppose you'd say principles of that, um, I've kind of like jotted down, is, you know, he's saying that think like a, a curator when you're... Mm-hmm. Um, when there is input from various sources, you know, think about like, you know, what, what do I want this information for? What's its potential outcome? What are its uses? And also, you know, just encouraging us not to consume things too passively, like consume things within, with intent, with the purpose to, you know, possibly reuse it or have it later on. Not yeah. necessarily that you you will, but I think th- there's some general, there's a general attitude shift that he's trying to encourage here when consuming things because often you know we we can listen to like a podcast but we're not really listening to it properly or we just kind of just chuck it on because it's the next Mm. one on the list like really thinking about well something that's got me thinking about is like how many books am i actually going to get to read for the rest of this year and then how many you know years left have i got to live (laughs) like how how many books am i actually going to get to read in the rest of my life realistically we don't have that many books in us do we (laughs) We don't, no, we don't. No, and then you know, po- you know, podcasts and um, blog posts, and I think you know, it doesn't take much perspective to realize that we have limited <clears throat> brain capacity and yeah. limited opportunities to consume content. So I think it's um, it's kind of doing yourself justice to mm. um, record and honor the information you are getting.
0: Yeah, Um, and usually we're consuming something for a reason, right? If we're reading a book, we've like, especially if it's a nonfiction book, we've chosen to read that presumably because there's something we want to know from it that's going to enrich our life Mm. in some way. So it's about reading it, thinking, how will I apply this? Like, how do I want to apply any of this? And if not, why am I consuming it? And if so, like, how am I going to capture what I what really resonates with me in this book or whatever?
1: I think there's some links in there to um, Tim Ferriss's four hour work week yeah. where he talks a bit about you know kind of being really purposeful in your your consumption of information yeah. I think he um, th- there's one that he talks about here um, in regards to um, taking digital notes It's like we have a fear of missing information you know we need to think about having like an information diet and mindfully choosing what we can mm. consume because you know with the internet and information and Facebook and Instagram, like we just have a barrage of different news sources and things coming in, kind of actually trying to take a bit more control of that and mm. you know, using that curator mind <clears throat> to think about like what information is good for my brain to go because we, whether we like it or not, we're consuming information. You yeah. know, Like whether like passively through the news or through, you know, kind of adverts and things like our brain doesn't have the, the whole capacity to, you know, hold all this information. Yeah. So it's good. Good to be careful about that. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, capturing then, I, I think this is probably a good point. Good uh, time to put in that in this system. He's recommend that although the system isn't built around any one piece of software, he recommends having a centralized place that or a centralized methodology in which we capture things and he recommends for that we use like note-taking software it seems to be the best type of software for this sort of thing so um i personally i use evernote but he recommends a bunch of them and you know it it's not software specific so if this stuff dies and if if evernote died you know you could still use the system in other ways but um mm. it's worth pointing out that the sort of central hub for this thing is, is in a note space software like OneNote or evernote yeah
1: or... Uh, i think um we can we can probably quite nicely go through the system because i think um yeah. capture i can go into the bit here about um what he says about how to take digital notes yeah um so so really like um building on Kind of what we just said there. He says, you know, what should we be consuming notes on? Like we weren't really taught how to take notes properly yeah. at school, and there's kind of a this feeling that sometimes we need to write absolutely everything down, and we don't want to miss anything. Kind of what I'm saying there, missing yeah. information. But he's saying that there's four four main principles, so we should be capturing what's inspiring. So yeah. things that we could, we that could be used for the future that we kind of find inspiring at the time. Right.
0: Which so, so yeah. just to jump on that, that's a yeah. big difference from. <clears throat> Yeah, the, that picture you paint of being in a school classroom or something and trying to write yeah. down everything the lecturer is saying—it's like that's so redundant, right? So, yeah, capture what resonates with you, what you feel is important, or, mm. or hits a note with you, or excites you.
1: Yeah, please, um, jump in with any of these. Mm. Um, so uh, number two, he says, capture what's useful. So this is something that is a uh, a potential building block for the future. So you kind of in your mind, you might <clears> need this information. It could be useful to kickstart something else or mm. add value to something you're already doing. Capture Can I jump that. in something an example of that? Go. So yeah. um,
0: one thing I found, um, and I've had this stuff on my mind, is that if I'm writing emails, um, say, to, to clients or to students, I'll find that, ah, that's an email that it's about this theme, you know, it's about payment or rescheduling I'm probably going to write basically this same email again in a few days time to someone else right it's, it's like a repetitive yeah. <laughs> thing I say so it's like well I'm going to store this email as a template take out the name and the specifics and it's like each time this issue comes up I've just got a template of this email to copy and paste fill in the details and then there's such less of a barrier to overcome than to, to express to to um, do that task so that, that's an example of capturing useful information so i'm not reinventing the wheel each time
1: and also you're you're taking an extra 20 seconds to you know value that template that you've already created and store it so it can be used again i think that's a common theme of what he'll he kind of touches on throughout this whole program is that you know kind of like taking the time albeit small amount of time to kind of value the information you're getting so it Mm. can be reused in the future for your future self like it's good for you in the short term and in the long term, yeah this this system and I think that's something I really, you know in the in the podcast you know had the the ten principles and you know you're doing this for your your future self essentially mm. you know we're putting these notes aside so when it comes to like oh crap, I wanna I'm struggling to give examples here, but like I, w- I would like to I would like to some source of information right now oh, yeah. I've got that I've made good notes on that this can be reused whereas it can feel like it's taking a lot of time. At that time but you can imagine like sifting through notes and notepads yeah. and just not finding stuff when you actually need it so your yeah. future self is thanking you and your remembering self is probably engaging a bit better with the content that you are consuming as well it's really yeah. going okay yes definitely why is this useful to me why is this worth remembering where is the best place to store this because this is important to me you know, I, I found think that's that a, so much yeah. in this
0: podcast right when we're reading a book because we're going to talk about it, I read it differently. I'm like yes, almost paying yes, a, yeah. a heightened awareness of attention and I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding the like overall point of the book in mind, each page I'm on. And yeah, it's it, doing this project has definitely um, enforced that idea of, of consuming with, with that in mind, with capturing yeah. for my future self in mind
1: it's a it's a mindset shift isn't it yeah in, in a way like to think about that across all areas i think sometimes you know there's you know you can imagine like if you're watching some brain dead tv and that's what you need at the time then kind yeah. of you know you might not be looking to capture that sort of yeah. stuff but um and, uh, there's, and- so, but it, do- it gets you thinking a bit broader about like what what information or is like nourishing to me what is adding value and what is a good use of my time like in the broad sense yeah
0: yeah and like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with reading a book and not wanting to take notes and just enjoying it for what it yeah, is yeah. but it, it's like if something inspires you it's a shame to lose that right isn't it it's a shame not to capture it so even mm-hmm. if you're not right re- reading a book to do something with in particular just just having having this system in place where if you if you do come across something and it's like, you know, sometimes inspiration just hits you randomly, right? It's like, do I have a methodology of just capturing that in the moment that's easy? That's take me 20 seconds mm. and it's not going to be, I have to run upstairs and grab my notebook and find a pen from the next room. It's like, that's it's too many steps, yep. right? So it's like setting up mm. a bit of a lifestyle where you can take a screenshot or if you're on your e-reader, you can just drag your finger over a paragraph and it will get stored in the cloud or whatever.
1: Mm. The other information he says to um, keep is information that's easily lost. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the final one is, um, this is the one I like the most, he said, you know, make sure you're recording like what's personal. So things that are like hard-won information and that are unique to you, yeah. you know, there's some, you know, some moments, some conversations, some things you hear, some things you work towards that you, know, you, want, you want to capture that meaningfully. You don't kind of want to just throw that away with, with too much disregard. Um, yeah, things that are like worth revisiting because of the work you originally put into it. Mm. Yeah, I like I'd, it. Um, I'm curious, um, just to build on capturing. So obviously, in the Getting Things Done system, yeah. he talks of, um, a bit about um, you know having a bit of a capture habit. So you know, you yeah. remember the system you were talking about. where you used Post-it notes and that sort of thing. You know, just yeah. something pops in your mind, just jot it down. Um, I guess I'll be interested to hear where you're up to with that and what might have changed digitally but i think something i've done now with my evernote is they've got a i've set up myself an inbox yeah. so if ever i like hear something or have an idea i'm like oh crap i've got to send my housemate bill money or i've got to um arrange for that or that was a really good bit in the podcast i just like screenshot it or just quickly jot it into evernote yeah. and it goes into the in- inbox and then that is later um as uh, david allen would say is then later clarified yeah into whether that's something that needs to be stored as a a resource um a future bit of information to follow up on or whether it becomes a task yeah so i think that the process of like simply just capturing it getting it out of your brain and into a safe trusted place yeah where when it when it's time to review it it can be looked at with fresh eyes and then decided what needs to be done about that information it can be really scrappy it can just be like I remember yours like extension cable and just throw that in there and then work out what that means later on. And that's something I've used this week. Yeah. and he talks about building a capture habit like a habit of just doing that so you don't have lots of unclosed loops in your mind
0: yeah that you're well, kind they, of waiting
1: they, to be finished yeah
0: this is why capturing and organizing are separate principles right because if yes if you yep. are also going to try to organize that information when inspiration hit it's going to knock you off track from whatever else you're doing so it's like mm. so long as it's captured you can come to organize it later right so yeah that having an inbox that's uh, same thing i have a physical inbox you know if i happen to um i just sometimes prefer writing because i have a little pad of paper that's oh an ideas has popped to me i'm in the middle of something but I have two words on this bit of paper shove it in the inbox and i know my future self will handle it and process yes. it uh, same like you i have an inbox on evernote and so um and i have those those evernote plugins on google chrome and stuff so whenever i come across something like, oh, i'll just capture that i just click the link and it will drop it in my evernote inbox or there's information in an email Same, I have the email um Evernote extension so you just click basically click on the Evernote label in your email and it will just save that to your inbox and it's so you yeah you build up these little ways these personal ways for you that are helpful to capture any information that comes your way put it in the one central hub I guess I have two a physical one and a digital one and that you'll know you'll come to and process later and organize later.
1: I guess just to build on that, like it, it turns itself into a next actions list, which I think is probably um, <laughs> something we is, is part of the next part to move yeah. on to is, you know, the um, the organized side of things. So we've got capture, which we just covered, then um, organize and w- within that is the uh, the para method, right? Yeah, so, so you've got a whole. I mass really of crap don't want to confuse you- anyone. Too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. It's yeah. good. So yeah, we've got a whole mass of yeah. crap just captured, right? And it's like that's great because we're not missing yeah. stuff. But like things aren't passing us by. That we've we've caught that paragraph in our book or that recipe online. We've dumped it in a system. Now it's just a mess. If, if say so how how do we organize it? And this is where he uses another four letter acronym called Para.
1: Yes, so um, he's basically saying split, split your your life up into these four areas. So um, there's projects, areas of responsibility, resources, and archives. So what he's saying that projects are these are a series of tasks linked with a goal or something with a specific deadline yeah. that you're working towards. So it's um, you know, it, it's deadlined, um it's uh you know it's focused um you're, you're it's meant to like overcome obstacles there's challenges along the way things you have to do tasks yeah. you have to tick off like it's it's structured in its nature and has an end point yeah
0: there's a finished outcome um, so like this uh yeah. this particular podcast on on building a second brain it's a it's a project you and i are doing and and once it's you know published and we've done the show notes and that it's done we, we can say yes we have done that podcast but um the the overall win and loop discuss like we we don't have an end point to that it's not like well mm-hmm. we want to do 100 bucks and we're done it's like well we, we just sort of do that indefinitely so that's more an area because there's no um yeah. it's a role or a responsibility rather than it is a project so i think that i think Saying that there's an endpoint that we know when this thing will be finished by, and that's ten, like we, we can picture what that looks like that sort of defines what a project is as opposed to anything yeah. else
1: and he, he said you know areas of responsibility are like infinite, so um there he says it's a sphere of activity um with a standard to be maintained over time, so that would be things like um you know habits routines health, and they're more kind of um intuitive as opposed to analytical he describes them as so i've kind of split mine up into you know like health diet exercise um like food um (laughs) that sort of thing you know travel um so this is where um
0: this was covered in both getting things done by david allen that book and it was also covered in the tony robbins time of your life program we did so it's basically what what are the (laughs) what are the overall areas of your life that that basically as a collective capture everything you are or Mm. do so yeah Mm. um i've got a list up here it's like career health relationships personal growth adventure and travel learning ownership finances creation and life management and it's like all my projects will fit in into those areas of responsibility Mm.
1: I like I like that way of distinguishing between the two um just looking at what what's like immediately maybe not immediately but like soon to be actionable like there's things to act yeah. on whereas areas sometimes don't fall into that immediate action but there's something you kind of want to keep an eye on as part of your kind of regular reviews that yeah. you're working you're working towards and things may um appear from those areas you know kind of like review those like what within those are you kind of looking to do like okay within health yeah my gym goals have now become a project because i'm now starting this like eight-week program or something or yeah 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 things arise from those as projects yeah so completing a a a personal
0: fitness eight-week course would be a project and that might be under your general area of life of health or or fitness mm. or something like that
1: mm. um the other areas are um i guess i'm just interested to kind of like go through the method of and then just kind of hear a bit about your yeah. experience with it um so i'm um, gonna get resources he's saying you know topics or themes of ongoing interest so these are things you know kind of um uh, re- research-based reference-based things that you kind of want to hold on to yeah. um for later today so within mine i've got um you know, reflections, um, some of my writing reflections I like to do on certain topics, because I'd like to refer back to those other dates. I've also put in there the, the notes we make on these podcasts, for example. Yeah. So within resources, like notes from Will and Luke discuss and... Uh, um, if you've ever sent me some of your your notes, um, I guess mine are all on pen and paper and I'm really hoping to switch across. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to try and transcribe all of these. So, well, he, um, yeah. Yeah. by the by, so
0: Tiago Forte is obviously well into all the technology that's constantly advancing to help us do this stuff. And I'm sure I've heard him talk about a bit of software where you can scan in handwriting and it will read it and... and um, <sighs> it would attempt yeah, to read your handwriting <laughs> yeah. and make it into digital yeah. text so that's that sounds really cool it's or like even typing i can just
1: out. scan the, or you can just scan the pages in yeah but um like. so it yeah, but if, yeah.
0: if you get a software that can read the text you can then search it so let's say you had a 400 page journal and it's like you know when did i talk about this ex-girlfriend or whatever you can type it in and it will search <laughs> you oh search your journal for you so that that's the advantage of of if yeah, I don't know if the software is there yet, but if it gets to a point where it can read yeah. writing,
1: that'd be save so much time, right? It's 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 an interesting. I guess thinking, you know, things are constantly advancing, but it's also a matter of like kind of what works for you as well. Yeah. Some people might have a mixture. You know, I guess just bit of a side thing. You know, in one of his the the myths of the second brain, he said, you know, he does say that this can be uh, a mixture of systems. Obviously, having a central hub for this is good, but you know it's whatever works for you. People have different methods. Like I've realized that like, I'm going to, cause I've got, you know, um, two different, no, three different podcast apps that I use. I've yeah, got like uh, notes on my phone. I've got my email. Yeah. I've got like Instagram, Facebook, all these different things. And I guess it's yeah. just kind of making sure sometimes that they're just organized within their own. Right. So even this week I've kind of gone through my Spotify pay- playlist and like saved all my favorite, um, podcasts i've listened to over like the last three years i literally went through everything i was like that one was inspiring that was inspiring that's why i bookmarked that and then kind of you can do that with all your different um different platforms yeah so you've kind of got these resources available to you like within each platform there is a capability to save save things also
0: yeah he um he, he really makes an effort to say this is not software specific. So I remember yeah. uh, probably in one of his blog posts, you know, he's got his um, Google drive, his OneDrive, his email, his task manager, his Evernote. And he he opens up the files and shows how they all have this same power system. So it's like, yeah. you know, although they're not integrated with one another, um, like digitally they're integrated in terms of the way he set them up so it's like those same areas of life might be in his I don't know OneDrive system as it will be in his Evernote as it will be in his task management Mm. software for example so it's it's um yeah it's a way of setting up your all your software you use so it's it all has the same thread running through it the same Hmm. um because for example you know Evernote wouldn't be good for storing probably audio or photographs or videos I mean you can you would be good for saving um like maybe YouTube links but it wouldn't be good for when we've recorded this (laughs) for me to store this because I'm going to be editing this in iMovie for example right so Mm. but within iMovie I might have my um, different projects set up with the same titles that they will have in my Evernote so they Mm. yeah it's this it's a way of syncing your um, projects and areas across all your software
1: and it, it sounds quite complicated and in some ways it is and in other ways it's not like I think it's often the technology we're already using yeah like there is just a better way of using it, like on YouTube. If you just saved every video you liked to watch later, mm. you might have like 200 videos. Whereas you could make playlists and just save, like, oh, this one is on like health, this one is on relationships, mm. this one right? Is on exercise, you know, like even down to kind of um, you know, what David Allen said in, in that book. You know, kind of even if you don't implement the whole thing, there's still some things you can take from that. Just like, mm. how do you just organize? like one aspect of your life and then try and do that across as many as possible.
0: Well, and this is part of that curator mindset you talked about. If you already have in your mind, like the projects you kind of know you're working on, and let's say you watch a a YouTube lecture and you didn't think it had anything to do with it, but ah, it's just come up with an analogy you think would be perfect for this project I'm working on. It's like you could capture that, you know, either the whole video or just the clip of that video and link that timestamp to um, your Evernote project where that project is you're working on, right? So it's mm. um, when you think of your part of your working life or just life in general in in projects, it helps you know where to store information. Mm. Uh, what I really liked, he, he was saying that like categories aren't. Um, Categories have to be sort of personal to you because you're not storing information for anyone else. It's a personal knowledge base system. So if you think about going to a library, you're going to see, you know, a philosophy section, a, a fiction section, a psychology section, a gardening section, whatever. But that's because everybody has to use the library. It's a, it's a public resource. Whereas mm. when you're making something for you, it's like you're, so, you know, someone else might store that bit of information differently, but. If you know ah, oh, this links to this particular project I'm working on, that's where you store it. You don't just shove it in your mm. general health projects because it's something to do with it. It's it's you're making it personal to you.
1: And kind of yeah. So it's one, you're not sifting through lots of information that isn't relevant as well. So the like yeah, time yeah, saver yeah. in that sense as well. Yeah. Um so the final bit of the paramethod is um archive so he's basically saying any inactive items from any of those three other areas so kind of in there I've got um like what I did recently as um like a podcast to remember list. Oh, yeah. So I've kind of gone through into there into in Evernote and then created like different sections. So I've done one on like um nature of mind, nature of reality, truth like <laughs> all these different sections. Yeah. And I've gone through and put my f- links to my favorite podcast in there. So if ever I want to like feel re inspired or I'm doing a bit of writing or mm. want to reflect on something, I can kind of go back to to those remembered links and go and yeah. listen to something really me because sometimes you hear some really great conversations. Then then within yeah. there is like um I don't know, YouTube videos to remember. I might try and keep that on you like trying to put stuff in there that's like not a resource that I'm trying to draw on regularly, but more, it's just kind of like, it'll be good one day in like five years time.
0: Yeah. Like, that now
1: be really bloody good to listen to. Yeah. And, and stuff that you've
0: um, completed <laughs> that you don't just want, you just don't want to delete because it, it could have its, you know, it could still be a valuable resource someday, but you have no plan for it at the moment. So for example, if mm. you've done the project, if you've, you've done that eight week um, fitness course, it's completed. You might, put your folder of that project in your archive and then you know some point in the future me like there was an exercise in that program I wonder what that was and you, you might there yeah. think oh I still got that stored or I don't know yeah you, you might have roles and responsibilities because you've had a job and you've now finished that job but you don't just want to Get rid of all the information you got while doing projects for that job, so you stick it in your archive, right? It's yeah. not a current yeah. role you have, it's not a current responsibility you have anymore, but you just have a place for it. So, you, at some point in the future, you're doing a completely different project. You know, I think I did something like that in that last role I had. I can, I, I know where that is, and you can find it mm. nice mm. and easily.
1: And I, I think it kind of de- decreases like the clutter in your life. You haven't just got loads of crap lying around. Yeah like even digitally, like that you're not using, you know, look at yeah. some people's desktops and there's just like endless amounts of like crap lying around there that, that they're not using. It's like actually, well, that it is, it's meaningful information, but it's not useful right now. Mm. So it can be used at a later Yeah. It's, later it's information
0: date. that you don't have a current plan for because that project or that role is now done, but nonetheless could st- Could still be useful in future projects you decide to take on, um, so there's no you don't want to delete it. Yeah, Hmm.
1: I'm curious um, what your experience has been of the weekly review. I know that was something you tried to integrate when you were doing the Getting Things Done program, um, looking at kind of the different levels and horizons. And within this, he talks about a a weekly review of looking at all your your stuff and kind of going Hmm. through, you know, email, calendar, desktop. Mm. notes tasks like in a systematic way in order to plan ahead is that something you've um managed to um refine or learn yeah. over no, the te- last you know s- since we've done then and in addition to kind of doing this
0: yeah definitely um week weekly review from getting things done i i sort of uh tailed off on i think i i, I sort of cleaned up my desktop and my Evernote and roughly looked at the week ahead and the projects I'm working on and what tasks I like to get done that week and make sure I prioritize them but um yeah this Tiago Forte gives a much more um detailed way of how he does his weekly review and I've it's it's nice because it's so neat and compartmentalized I've I've utilized Mm -hmm. it and it's it's really um Helpful. So as you point out, yeah, I first go through email, get get your inbox to zero by, um, and not necessarily by doing any tasks that might be part of your email, but but just getting them in your system. So it's like, okay, well, that's um, a bit of resource I might need to draw upon one day. It will go in my. Um, resources section of my power system in Evernote. So Mm -hmm. I just click the Evernote link, send it there or, oh, this one's an actual task I need to do. I'll stick that in my next actions list or, yeah. Oh, this is just rubbish. I'll just delete it, whatever. So yeah, you get your email to empty. Um, Then you look ahead at your calendar. I've, that's one thing I've implemented um, recently. I, (laughs) I've been using paper calendars all my life and um, same (laughs) diaries and, so I thought I'd try an on a digital calendar. So at the moment, I, I've still not got rid of this, so it's a backup. But like as I'm, experiencing- I'm in a very
1: similar position. To you, so I'm <laughs> keep keep going. I'm interested to hear your journey. Um, yeah.
0: So I've, I guess I just want to see if I can trust it. So I've got all my appointments in this digital calendar, and, and in many ways, it's so much easier because you can you just on your, set your phone
1: as recurring
0: well. appointments. I don't really use my phone much because most of my work, at least at the moment, through you know, COVID and whatnot, I've been doing on my computer anyway. So I've just got the Google calendar. Um, So yeah, and you don't have to write down all your appointments every week. So that's so much easier. But anyway, as part of the weekly review, you would just look ahead at your calendar, maybe the next three or four weeks, maybe a couple of months or so, just to see what's on the horizon, what kind of things might have coming up. Are there birthdays coming up? Are there deadlines coming up? Can I get the
1: ball rolling on this? Yeah, so it's like, oh, there
0: might be a project in that. So this is part of the weekly review thing. You'd be like, stick that, I turn that into a project or I'll make sure I get that task done this week. So yeah, just checking out your calendar to see that you're not going to be caught short by anything. Um, (coughs) Then clearing up your desktop. So uh, that's always satisfying you. Anything you've Mm. downloaded, any crap that's going around, you make sure, okay, I'll, I'll get that in my system or I'll delete it. And then, you, then I go through the notes on Evernote, um, anything that's dumped into my inbox, you know, from my email, for example, or what we've already discussed. Well, you captured o- that. Week, organize yeah. that into yeah. my into the Para system we've we've already discussed, and then mm. finally tasks. So, what are the act- after I've done all that and it's all clean and clear, what are the next tasks I'd like to next prioritize? Yeah. yeah, for for mm. this week. And so I have been using that five part system. It's been a uh, very helpful, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, good. And, and do you tend to do this kind of like on a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon? Or
0: uh, I've been sticking um, it in on Friday, Friday afternoon.
1: Really? For the wow, following that's week. that's a yeah. weird time to do it. You reckon? <laughs> I oh, it's know, nice to get it done before the
0: <laughs> weekend. though yeah
1: i'm gonna I'm gonna retract my statement and then I'll let you know, <laughs> you know in a couple of weeks if I still think it's weird. I suppose so like I think with um... I'm on shift work all over the place. So I guess oh, I, so... I, I guess I've just been I've been stuck on Sunday and the moment I've heard you're doing something different, I've just called it weird. So. <laughs> <laughs> with, with getting things yeah. done, I found that his approach is more
0: um imaginative, creative. so it would take more brain space because you're you're kind of. I don't know you're mm. almost looking for inspiration of what your next projects yeah. are whereas this is much more um, what's the word admin <laughs> it's just like it, it's more brainless so I found yeah. that <clears throat> yeah I've done my, my working weeks over it's Friday afternoon I've knocked this out clear at my desktop and it's nice and clean for the next week so yeah that's the way I've approached
1: oh, yeah. it. You're convincing me. I'll admit. <laughs> <all right. laughs> um, something I was really interested to I, I feel like we kind of in some ways accidentally kind of just gone through the system in its entirety. And I think it's just interesting to hear well, that, I, I know we try and not do that when we have yeah. these, but I think it's each aspect of it feels quite important to talk about and to yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I guess in the grand um maybe if there's anything you wanted to kind of add add there, but I guess well, in the grand think, scheme of things, yeah. Oh, so you, you go, no, you go. Well,
0: I was yeah. gonna say we've kind of done the capturing and organizing. And so yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see like the distilling part and the expression. But um what 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 was your thought?
1: I guess I'm just thinking about this in the grand scheme of how this has kind of affected me um in the last few weeks, about just the the literal shift from like paper to digital. Yeah. Like I've kind of gone you know, I've got a a, a new computer, um, which I'm really uh, grateful for, and I've kind of set up this Evernote, and I'm you know, very happy. I've got a a phone that works quite well for using this, and I can drop in notes and things. But it's been a huge shift for me to move off of paper into mm. to digital. And I suppose all my um initial worries about it were kind of uh, that, oh, I don't want to be on the computer the whole time. And, you know, he talks about that in one of the myths, and it's oh, basically... Yeah. Basically, has kind of convinced me that actually, like, this does save time. It is way more organized. Yeah. Like, I've been trying to do the getting things done system with a paper calendar only, with no digital system, because my computer was, like, a crock of shit. It was so (laughs) bad. It was dying. And I guess now I'm noticing, like, how much quicker things are. And kind of what you're saying there with the Friday video, kind of like, just do, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes on the computer... Smash out, get everything organised. Chuck all the dates into my um, phone calendar, which syncs with my laptop calendar. Yeah, and then it's kind of done. It's organised. I know what's mm. happening in the next week. I've got my next actions list all in the same place. Whereas mm. like previously, things were very scattered. Like I had uh, yeah. notebooks for like when I was doing like certain reflections or um, certain bits of work. Yeah, and then I had like notes on my phone, and then I had my diary in which I put in there like reminders and projects it was really like haphazard and scattered mm. and i'm i guess um i guess i'm just finding I, I don't want to be convinced by the switch but it's it's happening it's 2021 <laughs> and I, find, I, d- yeah. I, d- I feel like i'm kind of like i'm giving in to something that's good for me <laughs> but I, I I don't know how i feel about it
0: i've been doing the same mm. way um so yeah i mentioned the calendar um which it just it just has been more convenient uh, there's there's one or two yeah. things i still haven't found a way to move across so like yeah things like i do some financial stuff with my appointments in my calendar too and i've not translated that i don't i don't trust that to be on google but i need somewhere for that stuff but yeah once that's there i feel like i could probably get rid of this um the other one i've done from getting things done I don't think you ever like this one, but you remember his Tickler file system. So all the future
1: stuff. Yeah. So
0: basically it's, it's uh, a physical filing cabinet with, um, for, with all, with files for all the months and then files for each day of the month you're currently in. And so it's a way of posting yourself things for the future, either reminders or you stick birthday cards in there or, um, you know let's say you've planned a walk for two weeks time and you've got the map what you do with it well stick it in that day's um file but so i've been translating lots of that digitally as well so on evernote um you can set up reminders right so so if i've downloaded a bit of information I'll, i'll stick a reminder in for where on the 24th of may remind me that day that this is happening kind of thing
1: uh, yeah yeah and
0: I've been trusting more and more stuff into that which means I'm almost about ready to get rid of this filing cabinet <laughs> which is mm. another thing that I've committed to digital which it somehow <laughs> feels a bit scary because it's like I trust holding things in my hands and to to a trust yeah like this computer to remind me of things like it feels a bit of a leap of faith somehow
1: I think as well, like, to take it a step back to, like, we were kind of born in an age where we have kind of had both, like, yeah. up until the age of, what, maybe 14, 15, uh, you know, um, if my guess is right, that, you know, mobile phones weren't really prominent, let alone Yeah, we weren't using them, were we? ...worthy of using beyond text and call, like... Yeah. So, so like, up until kind of... um really until we were adults, like, phones weren't really that complicated. Laptops weren't particularly sophisticated. Like, none of what we're talking about right now. I was thinking, like, imagine this, like, podcast got released, like, 20 years ago on tape, and people heard it. They were like, that's impossible. Like, you can't sync your phone calendar to your laptop calendar and, like, attach items to this. So I think there's the part of me that um, I guess probably is still – Maybe it's just showing my age a bit, but like it's still kind of slightly attached to pen and paper. Like at uni, I was the only person who like was writing their notes on pen and paper. But then like when it came to revising time, like people just get up their laptop and they've just got all the notes from all the lectures in a row. And I'm like sifting through this fucking file. And like, it's just, a you know, it's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to paint a bit of a bigger reflection. Well, here on I this, like uh, posi- paper,
0: yeah. paper constrains you, right? Cause you can't have an infinite amount of paper. <laughs> it's like, it almost forces you to be more organized by the limitations of the physical thing. Whereas yeah. you could make an absolute chaotic mess on Evernote or just your hard drive in general True, true. in a yep. way that you, I mean, you can make a mess of paper. I've seen it, but like, it's it's harder. It takes more
1: physical effort to make a mess that way. So, I guess if you got it folded, and I think I was really, I felt like I was so organized, and I've always felt that I'm organized. And yeah. then there's this system, and I guess it's kind of shocked me and made me think that, oh crap, I'm maybe not as organized as I could be. And I think there's probably a part of it that's, I've been shown a better way. Yeah, having thought that I knew the best way for quite uh, a long yeah. time <laughs> yeah well one thing so you, so yeah like
0: if you've got a book for a, like your uni stuff and all your notes are going in there you're probably gonna be more organized than most people using their laptops making notes and it just getting dumped into a hole somewhere that gets messed in with all the other stuff in their life so th- that has its advantage but if you can um employ this digitally in a way that Maintains those boundaries. I think it is more helpful, and this is perhaps a n- nice way to segue into the distilling stuff. So, Please, like, yeah,
1: yeah. I was hoping we'd get back there. I felt like I derailed <laughs> it a bit. Yeah.
0: So I found some of the books we read, and I make notes on. I, I found like I might convert the digital book into a PDF, and rather than so, if I'm reading on my computer, i just copy and paste sentences or paragraphs I like, and paste it into an Evernote. Um, and so that, that's one way I might consume and capture stuff. But then, like I said earlier, I might be left with this massive, messy Evernote note full of quotes and paragraphs and stuff. And actually, if if Luke in a few months looked at this, he'd be like, what is this? <laughs> it's, it's too much to read. And so one way of of distilling, I guess, is the, the D part of our code system is what... Um, Tiago Forte calls progressive summarization with notes mm. mm-hmm. so basically each time you open a note um, do something to it that makes it more friendly for your future self to look at again so I might have dumped in a bunch of uh, paragraphs and stuff from a book I've read and I, I read it a couple of days later and I'm like oh, I've based like some of this stuff's just repeating itself so I'll just get rid of that like and then the the core thing I might put in bold or actually highlight it and so you know he's saying he might go through notes uh, a note and the first time he goes through it he might put in bold all the things that stand out as slightly more important than some of the other stuff so now you've got a note where some of the text is in um just normal and some of it's in bold then he might email right (laughs) then you might go through it a second time and and put I guess you're making a hierarchy now so there's some of the bold stuff that's the most standout quotes from the stuff that's been bolded he might then highlight so now a few days later you go and look at this note and it might be quite long but it's like if I just want a snapshot of what this is all about what's the bold highlighted stuff it's like okay I remember that remember so Mm. that's an example of like each time you're touching a note you just distill it a bit more you you summarize it a bit more so that your future self gets more value from it each time it looks at it
1: And yeah, just also the the convenience of not having to sift through just tons of irrelevant notes. That goes back to a bit of what we were saying, like we weren't really ever taught to note take properly. We kind of just wrote down everything we saw on the board. And it's also the the process of distilling that adds value as well. It's kind of like really thinking about, yeah, what is meaningful? What's worth keeping? What isn't important here? And then obviously in mind of like um, expressing like what, what's worth resharing or reusing like Mm. with the per like as you say, with this like we we consume books and content with the purpose of like talking about it within like an hour to an hour and 15 minutes like with that remember we put that time constraint on the podcast like having gone through and edited a few of the old ones are like two hours long so like okay we it was too expansive it wasn't um yeah, it, it was too much. So like with with putting time limits on it and trying to condense it, you're more um meaningful in the bits you do um choose to keep. I guess. Yeah. So
0: when you're making notes and distilling and thinking of talking points, um you you're more you have to prioritize that and really think mm-hmm. what's the most important uh and, and it's what's the most important thing for me in this. And it's obvious that Tiago has done that with this code system and this para system like these acronyms are obviously the way he's distilled this information down into say four Hmm. key points for the entire system or four key points for how to organize Hmm. your stuff on
1: your computer Hmm. finally express what is there anything that stood out for you in in that one at all or anything Um, you want to explain there yeah so I think for
0: me, he 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 says that when he's taught this course, which he's done a number of times, different personalities tend to... Because we all do this stuff already. We all capture in some way. We all organise in some way. We all distill in some way. And we all express in some ways. But he says he finds that some people do more of one of those things well. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so some people might be really good at capturing stuff, but it might be a mess. Some people might... um kind of miss stuff and not capture it but what they have captured is well organized right i feel like with the expression uh, that's one that well this podcast has really helped me with because i'm accountable to you so it's like we set a date and it's gonna happen then but in general i have a sort of a perfectionistic trait which is like oh i'll just delay finishing this because i you can do more tweaks you can make this better So what stood out for me in this system is like you don't have to see it as done to express it, especially Uh in this age. So let's say you're writing a blog post uh, and and some people might not like this, but like you can always add and amend it. And and in fact, people do Right, you, you you publish a blog post that's relevant for 2018. And a couple of years later, it needs to be updated because the information is now different. And so we're in an age where perhaps not as easily with these recordings but in general you can express things and it doesn't you don't have to see it as that's complete and i can't touch that again you, even with kindle mm. books you could publish a book on amazon and someone points out a spelling mistake you can go in and tweak it and it's <laughs> it's still there for sale yeah, yeah. everyone who's already downloaded your kindle book that if it if they're connected to wi-fi the tweak will update and that spelling mistake be yeah. checked so there are I feel like the that emphasis on you don't have to see your expressions as, you know, they don't need to be perfect. You, you can just, like, enter the arena and stick something out there. And it's great if you get feedback that stuff's wrong or incomplete because mm. you can update it.
1: Well, I, th- I think with this process of doing the podcast, where I kind of, like, look at um, old ones we've done, you know, there was no, like, uh, intro music. There was no... Um, you know, uh, sim- symbol like we we didn't have as much structure. Um, yeah. You know, there's the things you kind audio of audio quality along, was lower. <laughs> audio quality, you know, like you, you got me a, a camera and then we've got the microphones and you know it's, yeah. It's th- things. Yeah, it's kind of acknowledging like the, the progressive nature and now you know kind of we've got like checklists for things we need to do. Like it's a, it's a. I think it's kind of just honoring the. um, the progression of things and that things do kind of take time. And that goes for this whole system, even with denying the, um, d- doing the para system as well, yeah. kind of realizing that like, you don't need to do all this in one fell swoop. It's something yeah. that you can gradually chip away at. Like I had that panic at the beginning. I'm like, Oh crap, I really want this all done now. Yeah, yeah, But I've kind of like looked through. I'm like, actually I need to go through like my YouTube. I need to go through my Spotify, my yeah. Luminary, my I- iPhone, um, our music like i need there's a lot of stuff to go through and it's kind of just a gradual progression and doing something that works for for me personally yeah Um, yeah yeah and in terms of expressing like yeah it is it is an ongoing process and it is something that kind of like you can build on bit by bit gradually
0: i feel like that's where this um finance system analogy fits in really well right it's like you're Your finance system, as well as your personal knowledge system, is already ongoing. Like there's no pause in it; it's it's all happening. So, yes, it's not like you need to pause all your finances until you organize where you're going to put what into what account and where's going to go into what investment. It's like no, you're still going to have incomings and outgoings as you're thinking that stuff through. So it's it's an alive Mm. system that you can just add small tweaks each time. It's like well, well, this month I'm going to set up sending this amount of money to this investment, but the rest of your account might still be a mess, but you you've added one little element to one it. part of
1: the puzzle, Yeah. And the yeah. same
0: is true as what you said, you know, you might clear up your, um, your YouTube system or whatever, or, or you might make an inbox and Evernote for stuff to go in. And, and just, it's not that you have to make a system and then press go. It's that you can keep tweaking it as you go. Cause it's in a live moving process. That's going to happen mm. whether you do anything with it or not.
1: And, and keep also keeping what's useful already. Like you may have something yeah. in place that are kind of useful. You need to apps and technology yeah. can be used for its specific purpose. Don't try and like over-complicate it. Like don't try and like store your favorite songs on Evernote as links.
0: Because right. you can already
1: do that on Spotify, yeah, you know. Yeah, like yeah. As, as an extreme example, I like don't try and save all your photos into a, a Make word, a word document. document
0: of playlists. Yeah, it's, it's
1: you know like okay, the, there's Spotify for that. Yeah, like yeah. you don't need, the, yeah, yeah. Um, curious what your uh, main takeaway was from from this week. I've I've mm. really enjoyed this. It, it's um it's certainly something like I've I've used. Um, just curious what uh, main takeaway or main thing maybe you've implemented um in recent weeks because of this
0: yeah um i just gotta build on one more thing you said before that which is i really liked what you pointed out about this project that you know had we have said oh, we're not going to start it until we both get decent mics and decent cameras, until we get a logo, until we get the intro music started. Like That would be such a burden on expressing a project, right? It's like, well, let's just do it. (laughs) Um, We'll we'll meet at this date and we'll just press record and see what happens. And we watch it back and it's like, oh, you know, I might... Uh, I've got a microphone in my drawer. I might pull that out and make sure that what that syncs to my laptop and then next time it might sound a little better and, and you know what? I see some people with better quality uh video or wouldn't it be cool to have a bit of an intro to explain to anyone who might watch or listen what this is about yeah, at the start yeah, of the yeah. so it's I really like the idea that. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> just express yourself and then you can make tweaks later as you move on. So I think that's, mm. well, it's both a, re- um, a reflection of what you said, but also a, a key takeaway, I think, for me. It's yes. like, yeah, that uh, I guess it it gives you all the reasons not to allow like fear and perfectionism to put you off expressing things, whether it's, I don't know, like this or giving a recipe mm. a go. It doesn't matter. Just do things with the information you gather. Don't just let it fester.
1: I liked, um, as I suppose my key takeaway, I think I really liked the fact that um, giving yourself structure yeah. creates more freedom. For yourself. It allows things to be a bit more unpredictable, that things can kind of pop up here and there and your your brain isn't constantly pulled left, right, and center by all these unclosed loops. You've kind of you can be really present in what you're doing and in your expression and in your learning, trusting that you've kind of got a system there to, mm. to kind of back you up, to remind you, to kind of go back to to store those good ideas without kind of um taking anything away from. The present moment yeah i think I think that yeah. that's a really key thing for me it's like kind of back to you know i can really kind of get stuck into this podcast knowing that we've kind of got structures in place to like save this and record this and yeah um make sure we've got the notes and that it's going to all tie itself it's together well later on but whereas yeah 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 it can be archived properly you know it's, it's there whereas and that goes for in all honesty that goes for like most areas of of my life as a reflection, like provide structure, increase freedom, you know? And I think this is that, but in the digital world with the information and the content I consume, I think it's just kind of that already existing um, uh, feeling I have. And just bit of knowledge that I like to live by kind of brought into um, this, this arena.
0: Mm, Nice. What inspired me off the back of that is that, when you have a system and a structure you trust, you, you feel more excited and likely to capture things. So there have been times in the past where mm. maybe my main capturing system, not that I would have framed it that way at the time, might have been a journal or something. And let's say I, I watch an interesting lecture. A, I might hear something, and be like, oh, that's cool. And I, I'll feel an urge to capture it, but not really know what to do and I might just write it down yes. and if that might be intermersed in a bunch of physical pages with other journal entries and it might be sort of lost in the abyss and the chance of me finding that again when it's relevant to something I'm doing is next to nothing whereas mm. having having a digital system which <clears throat> with things like that go under a, an area of responsibility yes. or an area of life which which when I'm working on a project for that area I can open that up and see like the notes and I can, I can search for keywords within that it's like mm. I'm much more likely to use things I've captured and be inspired by them and talk about them in podcasts and things. So yeah, having that structure that you described, I, I feel inspires me more to capture things because I trust that it will be valuable and I won't be like, Oh, well there's not much point in writing that down. Cause what am I going to do with that?
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like your own ideas can become your own inspiration. That idea of idea recycling that he talks about, like reusing all these amazing ideas that you've heard captured, written down, like use that as your inspiration. You don't kind of need to, at times when you're feeling uninspired, like you just dive back into your archives or dive back into your, your resources and you've just got this like abundance of knowledge and links and it's just like you've got this... It is starting with abundance. That's one of the concepts he says of like this whole project is like, you don't have an empty slate. You've got a whole world of knowledge that you've captured and is available to you to embark on this. So like, yeah, get going, get, get moving. It's there for you. you know. And it's information that
0: it's all personal to you. It's not like a Google search where it's anyone's information. It's like, so, so the, the information becomes more valuable as you see it, Next to other things that are important to you, because each yeah. idea, each project is not just in a vacuum. Like like your own physical brain, every idea is interconnected, and so when you can actually see that in on your computer, on your Evernote, whatever, it those ideas, it's like oh, that was actually connected to that, and I, oh, actually, the reason I probably was interested in that is because I read getting things done and that was probably then that we went to the four hour work week and it's like those ideas all start uh, co-joining in ways that might not be so obvious if they
1: weren't in a system like this. Hmm. Yeah. You can kind of, you're able to get a bit more of a bird's eye view on things as well. If you've kind of got notes on certain sections and you're able to draw links.
0: Yeah. Like if if someone asked us tomorrow, like, Oh, well, like we want you to, have a conversation about um, lifestyle management and productivity. Like we would just have a shared uh, library mm. of co- things we've consumed, and we could pull something out the bag in a way that we wouldn't do if we hadn't stored that stuff in a way that we can draw yeah. upon again.
1: And it's, it's, you know, also it's kind of a um, slightly attached, like your your identity in a way. Like this is this is you and your interests and your your passions captured in a in a meaningful way like it's it's a reflection of of you and i guess suppose to build on that like your your capture habit can be related to like the person you you want to be and the person you're becoming you know you capture things that stand out to you and it's kind of like this this cycle of like you realize what's important to you by what you capture like you stop paying attention to things that aren't useful to you and pay more attention to that that has value
0: Mm, I mean, yeah, because yeah. when things resonate with you, it says more about you than it does about the piece of information, right? There's a reason why that mm. bit of information captures mm. you in that moment. Yeah, that's mm. a way to put it. It captures you and then you capture it. <laughs> and, nice. Uh, nice. And you, <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a great quote. I like that. Yeah. yeah, collecting and distilling your own passions and inspirations and ideas that's personal. I guess, yeah, it makes more sense mm. why it's called a second brain. It's it's uh, it's not it's not a public library. It's your personal second brain.
1: I think that's a a great place to end it. Cool. Really nice summary there, mate. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Really enjoyed doing this one. I was really looking forward to this mm. in particular, it's, um, because of its practical element. Um, yeah. So um, next week, you want to finish my sentence? <laughs> we've
0: uh yeah we're doing search for the secure vase by jeremy holmes a um a book on attachment theory um we've done one on attachment before that was specific to attachment in romance and this is about um attachment generally and the way it plays out in psychotherapy and um personal growth
1: wonderful nice we can add that to uh that's a list of many we're we're smashing through really enjoying this with you mate this has been great yeah good awesome nice to have a a practical one thrown in there once in a while yeah Yeah. hands dirty and with your mac (laughs) (laughs) awesome mate um really great to to see you again yeah you're looking well so uh look forward to chatting again cheers mate see you later